Good evening. If you would, open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And as you're turning there, I do have to tell y'all something that happened. So I'm going back into my office a little earlier. And... I figured Courtney was going to try to scare me. I just didn't know where she was lurking. Well, when I didn't see her anywhere, I was like, okay, so she's not going to try to scare me. And I walk into the office. She's behind the door. <laughs> I about had a heart attack. So, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> she needed to sing Amazing Grace. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 6. Now this morning, we looked at how when people disregard the Word of God, it leads to a spiritual decay, basically perishing. We can also say it leads to a moral decay, and we see this moral decay throughout society. Now as Christians, we are to keep the Word of God. We're to follow the commands of Christ and apply them into our daily walk and into our daily life. And we know this because the psalmist tells us that the Word is a light to our feet. You know, it's a light to our path. And when we look in 1 Corinthians, Paul discusses the problems, the, he addresses the moral decay that comes from not following the word of God and reverting back into the previous life that we once had, the life before Christ. We have to remember that when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, we we now have two natures. We have the new nature that is created after Christ, that new birth that we have. But then we still have the old nature that lurks around, but it should be dead. It should be buried. And we should not let it creep back out. And what we see is Paul begins to address the moral laxity, if you will, that was infiltrating the church at Corinth because the people in the church thought that because they were saved, they could just do whatever they wanted. And he tells them, no, you cannot do that. Once you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're to leave that life behind. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We'll start at verse 9 and just read through verse 11. And what we see in verse 9 and 10 are the things that took place before these people had become Christians, but it's also things that they had started to revert back into. Starting with verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, 
nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Lord, just be with us tonight as we worship together. Just give us an insight and understanding into your word and help us, Lord, to take what we learn and to apply it into our daily walk. Lord, we just thank you for this day that you have given us, the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with those who cannot make it tonight, those that may be sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones, those that may be traveling. Lord, we just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would be with us tonight as we worship. Just be with me, Lord, and give me the words to say. And hide me behind the cross and let the words that are spoken be your words. Lord, just bind down Satan and have no part of this service. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Look at the sins that Paul lists in 9 and 10. When we look at those sins that he lists, those are a result of moral decay. You know, any sin is a result of moral decay. But these sins that he lists are specific to what was going on at Corinth. Look at what he says. Fornication, premarital sex, idolatry. We looked at idolatry this morning when we looked at the children of Israel. That's a result of moral decay. That's a result of not following the word of God or not even having the word of God. Idolatry, adultery, effeminate. What does he mean by that? Men acting like women. Well, we see that today. That's a result of moral decay. Moral depravity. Abusers of themselves with mankind. Homosexuals. Thievery. You know, thieves, robbers, people that steal. Coveting. Wanting what other people have. Drunkenness. Revilers means abusive, people that are abusive. Extortioners. All of these things are sinful. And they're a part of the moral decay, and again, they're a part of the moral decay we see in society. We see these same things today. But if I were to list every single thing that we see today, I would just still be up here listing and listing and listing things. But all of these things encompass what we call sin. They're part of sin. They're sinful. 
And these sins, basically, were what Paul was facing when he came into Corinth to found a church during his mission trip. This is the state that he found the people in. Now we have to think about, well, where is Corinth? Corinth is in Greece. It was part of the Roman Empire. These people were pagans. They didn't have the word of God. They were pagans. They were idol worshipers. So when Paul got there, they were enmeshed in these sins. But look at what he tells them. He says, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? All of these things are unrighteous. But look at what he also says. Be not deceived, neither. These people were sitting there saying, oh, these things that we're doing that were part of our previous life, those are not unrighteous. So Paul lists them out. He says, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves of mankind, not thieves, not covetous, not drunkards, not revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. He's saying, you can say that the unrighteous won't inherit the kingdom of God, but you can't go back to your former life because neither of those things will inherit the kingdom of God because that's unrighteousness as well. All of those things are sinful. And the people that practice them will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because these things and the people that do them exhibit wickedness, not the fruits of the Spirit, not a changed life. You can't sit there and say, I'm a Christian, and then say, I'm a homosexual. You can't sit there and say, I'm a Christian and then say, but I'm transgender. You can't sit there and say, I'm a Christian, but I'm a fornicator. And the list goes on and on and on. The Bible is quite clear that those things are wicked. And it does not show the fruits of the Spirit. It does not show a life changed by God. What it shows is someone who has never been converted. It shows someone who has never repented of their sins. And Paul says, people that do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That means when they die, they're going to go to hell. Because they were never saved. 
But Brother Jeff, they're good people. doesn't matter how good you are. Our righteousness is like a filthy rag. But we also see in the Bible, the Bible says there's none good, no, not one. Well, Brother Jeff, how can you say they're going to go to hell? I'm not the one that says it. Jesus tells us in John 3.18 that these people are condemned already. It's the word of God that says it. Paul reminds the Corinthians that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. And each one of these things that he lists is unrighteous. You know, he lists, if you think about it, he lists, as I mentioned earlier, he lists the things that were prevalent at Corinth. I want you to think about that. He lists the things that were prevalent at Corinth when he got there on his missionary journey. But then look at what he says in verse 11. And such were some of you. Think about what he's saying there. He's saying all of these things that I just listed and such were some of you. He's reminding them they're not that way anymore. Think about that. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, I was this way, but not anymore. That life is gone. It should be over. It should be done with. But that also tells us something else. It tells us the complete change that takes place when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And such were, look at the word were, some of you. All these things are dead and buried. They were nailed to the cross of Jesus Christ and they're dead and buried. So why do people revert back to that old way of living? Why do they revert back to it? I believe 
is because people don't believe in sin anymore. They don't believe in sin. These Christians at one time, before they came to Christ, followed all these practices. The sins Paul lists. And we see the same things today. But people do not believe in sin anymore. Why? I'll tell you why. Because the church does not believe in sin anymore. There are churches out there that do not believe in sin. They will not preach on sin. They will not preach on hell. They will not preach on the judgment of God. And those are all the things that need to be preached on today. Because all of those things are going to happen. And we see happening. We see sin all around us. And when people die lost, they're going to see the judgment of God and they're going to see hell. And truthfully, and I hate to say it this way, but the church and their lack of following the Bible and their lack of preaching on sin and all these pastors that are sitting there and say they don't believe the Bible have sent more people to hell than anything else. And those people are going to face judgment. But I want you to think about something. What we looked at this morning. When Paul got to Corinth, he found a city ripe with those sins. And it was because there was no vision there. There was no revelation. They weren't following God. But he set up a church. He led people to Christ. The gospel was spread to these people and they came to a saving knowledge of Christ and they received revelation. And what does the Bible say? We looked at it this morning. Those that keep the law, the man that keeps the law is blessed, is happy. So Paul is telling them here, you were this way, but you're not that way anymore. Your life has been changed by Jesus Christ. You're to leave that old life behind and cleave to the new life. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, Brother Jeff, what's the point of all this? Why are we talking about this? Because if we show a world the way we used to live, we're not showing a world the revelation of Jesus Christ.
Christians are the world's Bible. They're not going to read the Bible on their own. Christians are the world's Bible. And as someone once said, in some instances a rewrite is needed. The only revelation that people may have is the type of revelation Paul brought to the city of Corinth. He and his team went to Corinth and they started to teach the word of God. So the only revelation that people had was Paul's life, his witness, and the words he said. As such were some of you. And then look at what he says. After they received Christ, he says, you're washed, you're sanctified, you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Once we are washed and we're justified and we're sanctified, by the name of Jesus Christ, or in the name of Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God, we're not to return to the life that we once lived. We're to continue in the life that God has given us. Because we have been delivered from our sins by Jesus Christ. Once we have received Jesus Christ, Again, we're washed, we're sanctified, and we're justified in the name of Jesus Christ, and we're not to return to our former sins, the former life from which we have been delivered. As Christians, we are to keep the word. We're to follow Jesus Christ every day of our life and not return to a life that exhibits wickedness, that exhibits moral decay. We're to continue to show a life that is changed by Christ, that follows the word of God, and that is blessed. Let's stand for prayer. <clears throat> Most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that we can just learn from your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us as we go into this time of invitation. Again, Lord, if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 275.